Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus again said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. So I have a few more, a few more. Good morning. I've got a question for you. How many of you know the Lord's Prayer? Very good, very good. Some of us do, some of us don't. That's okay. We all learn at some point in our lives. But basically, prayer and the Lord's Prayer is a way of talking with God, of telling God about ourselves of sharing with God our thoughts and feelings, and of listening to God to see what God has to say back. It's a special kind of talking. It's not like you can just walk up to God and say, Hey God, want to talk? <laughs> it takes a different kind of thing. So usually when we pray, we fold our hands. Can you fold your hands like this? And we bow our head. And we close our eyes. And that's usually how we pray. Now, those of you who do know the Lord's Prayer, one of the prayers that we pray, who, who taught you the Lord's Prayer? Yeah. Oh, your parents. 
Could be. You don't remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah, Ava. Just from being here. Just from being here. Yeah. Everybody else says it, and then you see it in the bulletin. You know it too. Yeah. From being here every Sunday. Do your parents ever teach you anything? Yeah, from time to time. Do your friends ever teach you anything? Sometimes, sometimes. Today, we learn that our faith, what we believe in our hearts, what we know about Jesus, that's taught to us by friends and family. And so, what I'd like to do is to practice one more time praying. And today, instead of having a prayer at the end, we're going to pray the Lord's Prayer. But since all of us don't know it, I need folks to look at my nose. Can you look at my nose? Right here. It's a nose. We're going to fold our hands and bow our head and close our eyes. And then you're going to repeat after me. Because we teach each other faith. So, close your hands. Bow your head. Close your eyes. Repeat after me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You can practice this prayer with your family each and every day. And once you know it really, really well, you can teach others too. So, this week, I want you to work with your mom and your dad and everybody else and learn this prayer. Learn the Lord's Prayer. They know it too. There's a little secret for you. And once you get good at it, share it so that we can all have faith together. Sound good? Since we already prayed, it's probably time for that snack, right? Yeah. All right. And then time for me to use the bathroom. Oh, thank you. Very good. Very good. Oh, we still got some more.
the name of Jesus, amen. Here in today's text, among many, many other places, we see that doubt, that the act of disbelieving is a very integral part of our faith. It's a foundational part of what it is to believe something. Now often we see doubt as something of failure, as something of weakness, as something of ignorance. But rather, faith, as we see in today's text, is a part of doubt, and vice versa. Let me ask you a question. Who taught you? Who taught you the Lord's Prayer? You can answer if you want. Sunday school. Your mom. Who else? Your brother. Yeah. At school. Catholic school. Yeah. Yeah. You learn it by teaching others. Yeah. One step ahead. How many of you could say the Apostles' Creed by memory? It's not a quiz. It's okay if you can't. <laughs> if you can, where, where, how did you learn to do that? What was that process like? Yeah, just over and over again every week. Yeah. The process of catechism and, and becoming an affirmed member of faith. Any, anyhow else? I'll, I'll admit one of my nerdy early pastor stories. Um, the Catholic friend that I had on recess, uh, we would see what parts of the liturgy we had memorized and just rattle them off super quick. <laughs> Believe it or not, I wasn't great at sports. So, <laughs> How many of you have the Ten Commandments memorized in order? <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Again, not a quiz. Not a quiz. There's three main aspects of our baptismal faith that most denominations of Christianity would point you to, and that would be the Lord's Prayer, the Ten Commandments, and nine times out of ten, the Creed, or some profession of faith. These are the bedrocks. These are the foundations that we build everything else on. What it is to pray. What it is to be in communion with God. What it is to be in communion with one another. What it is to make a profession of faith. What it is to believe. And all of these things come from outside of us. We think of faith as a very personal experience. We think of faith as something that we hold in our hearts and from time to time share, but none of us were born with it. We were given it. And I have seen, and I believe you have seen too, that very often this faith is given to us by the hands of our parents and our neighbors, by the hands of our church and the work of the Holy Spirit around us. And at our very beginnings, faith is poured on us. 
and we soak in it day after day. This is what this text means here today. This is what it means for Thomas not to believe even though the other 11 are believing. This is what it means for Thomas to dwell in a community that while they've seen the risen Christ continue to keep themselves locked in a room, faith is not in them, it's outside of them and it's breathed on them. And it's appearing to them. Faith, while it resides in our hearts, comes from the outside. And so it is with us. I'm not sure Nolan believes anything yet. He might believe that he looks very cute and he uses that to his full ability. But just like you, Nolan will come to believe over the course of time. He'll come to believe whatever the church teaches him and whatever the Holy Spirit places in his heart, he'll come to believe of baptism what he hears over and over and over. He'll come to believe in prayer what he hears over and over and over. Just like us. And so, what is faith at all? If it's not in us, if it's not something we control, if it's just given to us, and it seems like it's just repetition, what is faith at all? A very good teacher of mine, Dr. Gordon Lathrop, was trying to explain faith in an overarching understanding. And he used these three things, the Ten Commandments, the Creed, the Lord's Prayer, as a means of telling us about faith. And he said, you can get up in the morning and look at the Ten Commandments and realize that you don't believe any of them. And even if you did, you can't keep all of them. And then you can move on to the creed and you can look at it and you can look at his profession of faith and on your best days, maybe you believe most of this and on your worst days, maybe you don't. And then you can turn to the Lord's Prayer And in the prayer, on the best days, you can get the words to come out of your mouth. And on your worst days, you don't even know what this means. It's just words spoken into the air. And then you realize that the waters of baptism are poured on you. And it's not because you knew the Ten Commandments in order. And it's not because you can recite the creed together. And it's not because you pray on a regular basis. It's because God loves you. And God wanted to call you God's own before you even had faith. And so it is with you and with all people. God pours faith out for you. Before you even know to believe, and before you even can. So this day, as the waters run over Nolan, as you wash, as you clean, as you do anything else, let these waters run over you too. And remember that on the days where doubt is not there, Christ comes to you and breathes new life into you. 
not because you have faith, but because you have none. God gives faith to us. Share this faith with others. Thanks be to God for the faith of the doubters. Amen.